Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I find out about Sean's stockpile of Gamer Girl Bathwater. <laughs> I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Uh, been a while since it caught me off guard with one of those. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean, yeah, actually this is not a recording, this is an intervention, Sean. Um. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because you know me, I have a large stockpile of water. The, uh, the entire, I... the entire podcast budget, uh, of 2020, uh, I, I go to check it and, and it's all gone, all spent on Gamer Girl Bathwater. It is true, truly part, a travesty. And the worst part is it's all, it was all from VTubers, so I didn't even actually get the real water. <laughs> It's, it's just a bunch. Uh, it, it's just a bunch it's of some NFTs. High it's some it's some bath, bathwater NFTs sent from the It's high quality JPEGs of some bathwater. It's very good. It's crisp. It's clean. Feels like feels like they were just in it. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that, uh, that's. One of my favorite bits that we've done in a long time. Uh, normally, <laughs> normally I just laugh as a courtesy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that that we were able to really like cheapen the bit by talking about it. That really brings a whole lot to our comedy je ne sais quoi, wouldn't you say? <laughs> All right. So, so Sean, I'm not going to pretend that I don't know what's special or unique about this episode. Um, I know that this is our first ever podcast episode where we're not reviewing a show or a movie. Rather, we are reviewing an anime game of some sort. That is correct, Remington. We recently hit a month of 150 patrons over on patreon.com slash anime out of context. And the goal for that was we would cover a game voted on by our patrons. So they uh, voted between a handful of options and mm -hmm. uh and and now i'm going to play through and cover one but i do not know which one won the poll yep and i will be with you playing through it as well for the most part uh because a lot of the th first thing you have to realize remington there's a lot of reading involved in japanese games all right Whether so first first step learn how to read yeah that's gonna be it's gonna be a big step uh thankfully you only have to learn how to read english i'm not gonna <laughs> make you learn how to read japanese this time I'm, I'm like halfway there to reading English. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that doesn't show when I'm thanking all of our lovely patrons on the back half of the episode. Sometimes uh, sometimes it really seems like I'm less than 50%, but you know, getting there. Hey, you know, we, uh, we try our best here at uh, Anime Out of Context Industries, and uh, our best is usually horrible mispronunciations. So, with that in mind, Remington, uh, we I gave the patrons a list of about five games to choose from thinking ah one or two of these games are probably going to be the clear winner uh and these other three are just kind of you know there if people really want them and who knows maybe it'll be a surprise upset but i highly doubt it was there a surprise upset sean 
Uh, in a sense, yes. Ooh. And I uh, made the, I gave the patrons about four or five days uh, to vote on this. Uh, because I figured we gotta we gotta keep up our our active recording schedule. We gotta pump out that content, man. Give people what they're paying for. And in that four days, we got a total of ninety votes on this poll out of one hundred and fifty. That's real which good. Is pretty impressive, honestly. That's you know. All right. So uh, the, the I imagine the people are passionate about whatever one is the winner. See, that's the weird thing, Remington. Uh, there is a <laughs> no. Clear they just winner. choose. They just chose the most lukewarm one. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of really interesting ones that could have interesting discussions. And then there, there was this just plain boring ass video game. Uh, just Call of Duty, actually, amazingly. <laughs> uh, My favorite anime game, Call of Duty. <laughs> they just asked for modded Call of Duty, where, where zombie mode, it's replaced with zombie waifus, and that's the only change. Well, uh, I'm sure that exists. That has to exist, right? <laughs> Guaranteed. 100%, uh, which is a shame because Call of Duty games aren't very good. Uh, <laughs> and that is not a hot take. That is that is a very cold take at this point. Uh, but no, Remington, uh, I had five options, and it was surprisingly close between all five options. Ooh, okay. Which I was not expecting. Like, the fifth option I even kind of threw in as an afterthought. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, are you going to share the options, or are you just going to tell I me am. the winner? I am going to share the options because I feel like uh, for those of the folks that aren't on the Patreon, they deserve to know as well what they, uh, what could have been. And presumably the, these are uh, not guaranteed if we ever do this in the future to be like the ones we cover, but these are like likely. These are some, these are some <laughs> of the most requested ones we've had. Yeah. We, we might cover a game that's not on this list, but the, if we do a, a podcast episode of a game, it'll probably be one of the remaining ones. Probably. Yeah. Unless I get really passionate about another game. Like, <laughs> yeah. last, time, last time I went into a Persona Frenzy, it was quite the experience. All right, so uh, what are the contenders? All right, so the first on our list is a uh, lovely little indie game called Doki Doki Literature Club. I, I've heard... Uh, uh, so I, I've, I've deliberately kept myself spoiler-free about it because I've heard that it's more or less like a very subversive dating sim. Yes. Um, that this is where my personal vote would go because I like subversive weirdness. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it is subversive, um, and uh, I've been told that it is best not to know. It is very much so, and uh, it is the overall premise is it's literally a dating sim that's subversive. That's its whole thing, and it's about uh, you going to to this literature club that is uh, populated by four girls, and you interact with them, and it's a proper dating sim. Uh, Visual novel style thing. It's very, very well done and was very popular for a long, long time when it first came out. And it is probably one of the most requested uh, game coverages we get. Uh, I can't tell you much more about it because of obvious course, reasons. Of course. All right, so that's Contender uh, 1. What's Contender 2? Uh, contender 2 is a uh, game called uh, Danganronpa. All right. All I know about this is that it's extremely popular. Yes. Um, I know that it and Doki Doki are the two most requested games. Yep. Um, like, by those two, they're just, like, insanely requested. Uh, but this one, I know n literally nothing about. Well, uh, basically speaking, it's a, it's a mystery, Remington. Ooh. It's a school, it's a school-based mystery, uh, with a, uh, bit of a, uh, bit of a dark twist here and there, essentially. That's just the basic, uh, that's the All basic All right, outline. I dig it, I dig it. Yep. Uh, 
the third game in the list uh, is one called uh, Katawa Shoujo. I know nothing about it other than that people... Let me put it this way. This one seems to be more malice-filled than the other selections because I have been told to run. <laughs> Nobody has uh, spoiled so anything for me, but they have warned... They've been like, oh, you're fucked if this one wins. And I don't know how to interpret that. Oh, no. Nah, people are just overreacting, honestly. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is another uh, visual novel dating sim type uh, one. Uh... The real kicker here, though, is uh, I won't tell you the translation of it because when we eventually cover it, it'll be <laughs> a different thing entirely. Oh, so uh, that, but that takes... seems to indicate that this one did not win. Yeah, little spoiler there. Uh, but hey, uh, or maybe I'm just subverting you again. No, nah, no, nah, that one didn't win. I, I, I know you too well. You can't bullshit mm -hmm. me, and I won't let you bullshit the fans. Okay, you know for a fact that's a lie, Remington. How many times have I thrown you for a triple loop? <laughs> yeah, but it's not happening in this case. If anything, move on to the next contender. Okay. I won't tell you anything about it, so it's a surprise <laughs> when we do cover it. Uh, and the next one on the list was Corpse Party, uh, which is one that we've covered the anime of. Uh, you're going to have to remind me. It sounds nice and edgy, but we've covered a lot. Uh, it was the horror anime... That takes place in the alternate dimension school that was very gory. Oh, okay, okay. That one was uh, interesting, though not like... If I remember, it wasn't super polished, but it was neat. Yes. I, I liked it because it did the horror well. Yes, and after that episode came out, we were like, hey, a lot of people said, hey, play the game. The game is where it's at, because the OVA okay, okay. is a bit mediocre. Yeah, all right. And then uh, last but not least? Last but not least is probably one you'll recognize immediately. At least I hope you do. Uh, Ace Attorney. Hey, this is the only one I, I know, and I've played a little bit of Ace Attorney in my time. I've never, like, completed a game or anything, but I've done a few missions. Yeah. And Ace Attorney, it's where you're in, uh, where you're playing a investigative lawyer, because lawyers investigate things, apparently, uh, going around solving murders. All right, well, uh, so, the, those are the five slash really four options. <laughs> <laughs> So which, which one is the winner, Sean? What are the results? Well, uh, with 90 votes total, uh, this is how it was spread out. Uh, in no particular order, the votes were this. It was 18, 16, 16, 14, and the winner had 26 votes. Ooh, okay. Okay, so close, but the winner was definitely the winner. The winner is definitely the winner, but everything else was surprisingly close. It's almost like everybody couldn't quite agree on which and uh, which game they wanted to cover the most. And it's a first-past-the-post system, so if you had a really close second place in your heart, well, too bad. <laughs> I mean, 18 is the follow-up next to 26, uh, so, you know. But everything else, it's like, yeah, no, uh, very close, which surprised me. Like, I kind of threw Ace Attorney on there as kind of a last-minute thing, because I figured only four options wasn't enough. <laughs> Uh, Ace Attorney was just filler. Yes, uh, because uh, Ace Attorney, easy. Everybody likes a uh, cute little game. It's easily the most lighthearted of the shows, uh, or the, rather the games on this list. Uh, and uh, I thought, eh, this will be fun. If we get it, if it somehow manages to pull a victory, it'll be fun to have us do silly voices and all those uh, weird characters and weird localizations. Uh, but no, no, we didn't get that at all. Uh, we got a even split between all four except for uh, the winner. And the winner of this one, of the very first game episode of Anime Out of Context, uh, you see it in the title, 
it is none other than uh, Danganronpa Kibo no Gakuen to Zetsubo no Kokusei the, uh, yeah. Okay, is it, so was this a game adapted from a light novel per chance? No, it was not. <laughs> oh, man. It was man. a game first. Oh, I'm yep. amazed with, with a title that never ends like that. Yes, uh, the full English title is Danganronpa, uh, which is, you're not getting a translation for that. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> uh, uh, it's Danganronpa Trigger Happy Happy. Uh, okay, that does not sound like a mystery to me. Uh, it's a mystery. <laughs> it sounds a lot more like a first-person shooter. No, don't be ridiculous. This is not a first-person shooter. All right. <laughs> I wouldn't lie to you about that. Are you say is are you being like a little bit cheeky? Oh, it's not a first-person shooter because it's a third-person shooter. Is that what's happening? No, no, no. That's the spin-off. <laughs> is it a shooter? No. Do I have a gun? In the game. Tech. <laughs> Tech. A metaphorical gun. What the fuck do you mean a metaphorical gun? I mean, it's a gun, metaphorically speaking. What? I, what? Can I shoot bullets? They're logic bullets. Okay. So, so, no, cool. All right. <laughs> All right, Sean, tell me what I need to know before uh, jumping into it. Well, Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc is a... Bit of uh, a strange series to begin with. Uh, my history with it is quite uh, quite strange as well. Because, uh, Remington, it it's time to delve into Sean's past a little bit more. Ooh, always uh, a dangerous game. Exactly. Because uh, I played every single Danganronpa game as they came out on the PS Vita. Oh my god! Yes. PS Vita, the most overhyped and weirdly underrated even though it still wasn't amazing uh, oh, no. system like it had some great games on it but the thing is, the key word there is some <laughs> yeah. it didn't have many games it had a lot of potential it wasn't amazing but still underrated mm -hmm. and danganronpa trigger happy havoc is probably one of the biggest ones to drop on it oh shit yeah no like it spawned quite a fervent following uh but here is the general premise. Uh, so Hope's Peak Academy is home to Japan's best and brightest high school students. Uh, the, think of it as essentially a school for the elite. And uh, each of these individual students has one... They describe it as super high school level talent. It's <laughs> All right. This seems, this seems like there's going to be some, some like shonen bullshit powers that just aren't acknowledged as, like, shown in bullshit powers. That's sort of what I'm expecting. Uh, not exactly. It just means that they're really, really good at one extracurricular aspect, and because of that... But when you say them... really, really good, is it, wow, they are so talented, or is it, wow, they completely surpass what is humanly possible in this specific element? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Not all the time, just sometimes. All right. Uh, and uh, Hope's Peak is just this gathering of all of these students with some very special, uh, like, extracurricular uh, title to them. Uh, whether that's the uh, super high school level uh, baseball player, or the super high school level uh, uh, computer whiz, or the super high school level gambler, or the... <laughs> oh yeah, that that's a great high school quality. You know, hey. that great high school curriculum of gambling. I'm, we've covered Kakegurui, it's not too far-fetched. <laughs> Well, yeah, but Kakeguri, the whole premise is like, wow, what a unique high school that's about gambling. It'd be similar to being like, oh, yeah, the high school power of 
having superpowers and me being like, what the fuck do you mean? And you being like, oh yeah, well, My Hero Academia, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it, there are some weird ones in there, but the, the premise is, is that uh, all of these students are uh, very talented in their specific field and that gets them uh, permission to attend the school for the elite. Sure. Uh, and our main character, uh, don't want to butcher this pronunciation again, uh, Naegi, uh, Makoto Naegi, uh, is, uh, our main character, and he doesn't really have a specific talent. Uh, he gets into the school, uh, through the single lottery, so he is the, uh, <laughs> he is the super high school level, or the ultimate, uh, I think, uh, the modern translation is ultimate, but when I, uh, first got it, it was super high school level everything, like, very Jap Japanese, uh, Man, because you know what I want? Like, nothing else in the world. To yep. be surrounded by peers who I know are fundamentally superior to me uh, at nearly everything. Uh, yep. So that I know I will never be the best at literally any quality. That, that's good for a, a high schooler self-esteem. Oh, yeah, no. His self-esteem does lots of things in this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but he, he gets in as the super high school level uh, lucky student or the ultimate lucky student because, you know, he, he, he's lucky. He gets to go to this school. <laughs> Uh, sure. until you realize how unlucky that is. Sure. And that, uh, and once he gets to the school, there happens to be a bit of an overarching mystery to it. Uh. Are you going to tell me the mystery or do I have to play to find out? Well, ideally you would play the game. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Because yeah, once we get into the, uh, the game, uh, the school is actually hiding a very dark and twisted secret and it's up to the students to try and, uh, solve the mystery around it, and, uh, well, do what they can to survive their new high school life. Uh, and it's a decent length game, Remington. It's about, uh, if you play through it really quickly and, like, you're not really paying super close attention, you can probably get through it in, like, 20 hours. All right, so that, that seems to indicate that I will not be doing it in that amount of time. <laughs> And for somebody who's actually uh, consciously taking things in and taking their time and not making a whole lot of mistakes, uh, you could probably get it done in about 30, 25 to 30, give or take. All right, so that that's probably closer to where I'm going to be at. Yep. Uh, and honestly, that's just uh, that's just the basic premise of the, of the series. I feel like the best way for you to go into it is to experience it firsthand yourself because that's how I went into it. I had no idea what I was doing until my, my dear friend... Uh, lent me his PSP and he's like, Sean, you need to Sean, play Sean, you're a weeb. Here you go. <laughs> it's fine because he was a weeb too, so it worked out. <laughs> uh, and because of uh, how much I enjoyed these games back in the day and how much uh, all my friends enjoyed them, uh, <laughs> I was a part of a very large cosplay group. Oh, fuck. Yep. And, and if you're interested, when we upload this, Sean will post some pictures of his his cosplay. I, I uh, will on, absolutely not. They'll be do that. they'll be on the Patreon, available for everyone. You will not need to be a patron. No, just no, that's attached to this episode. Uh, in the Remington note, is a pathological liar. Sean's he gonna is be super high school level liar. Notes. Uh, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Not happening at all. Uh, but I will. My little game for you, Remington, is you're gonna have to guess which character I cosplayed. Okay, well, uh, I pulled up this this Steam page. Yep. And I'm, I'm not even looking at the art, right? Um, I'm looking at, like, I just saw in my periphery the sort of, like, emotes 
Steam emotes, right? Right. Um, and there's one that's just literally our podcast art of you, and that's apparently Biakia. So, boom, nailed it. You cannot tell me I'm wrong. This this small little face emote has has given me the answer to that question. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All I needed. I'm gonna send you the image, and I. No, I, I looked it up myself. It's uh, it's fucking on, dude. If I were to make a little Sean emoticon, that's exactly what it would look like. I don't have blue eyes, though. I mean, I guess not, but it's real good. That's real good. So, uh, fuck! Damn it! Damn it! I was hoping there would actually be like a little bit of some guessing. No uh, way, dude! What? <laughs> Easiest Damn in the it. world. Let, let, let's get started. I've solved your riddles. Now let me solve some more. <laughs> well, without further ado, let's go play some Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. Previously. Do I have a gun in the game? A metaphorical gun. What the fuck do you mean a metaphorical gun? Can I shoot bullets? They're logic bullets. Up next. Right. Hey, Yugs, I killed the little meatball. So that, that's a good handful of stuff. Okay, cool. I'm glad that we got some of it out of the way. You surely have more positive things down the line, right? I, I, maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after forcing Remington to play all of the hit 2010 visual novel mystery game Danganronpa. It's been a few months, and Remington, I have to ask, are you all right, bud? Sean? Yeah? I, uh, we, we, we record part one of, of this episode all the way back in, in June. Yep. Um, then, since then, I've been, I've been streaming on Twitch my, my playthrough of it. Uh, you know, not, not rushing through it, just a little bit week by week, uh, making it through. Yeah. Um, yeah, you took your time, that way you wouldn't get uh, burnt out so quickly, and we're able to provide entertaining content to all the people watching us. Yeah. Yeah. So, honestly, we gave you the best case scenario for playing this game, sounds like. All right, so here's the deal. Um, listeners, <laughs> you, you've already seen, when you clicked on the podcast episode, you saw something that Old Remington didn't, and that is the length of this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> you, you saw the title, you saw the length, and you went, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> naive, naive part one Remington was unaware. He didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know what current Remington knows. Rem, I mean, it's only, on average, a playthrough takes only about 30 hours, and you made it through in 20. 22.3. Oh. S <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that what your Steam library's telling you? 22.3 hours. The most uh, of any content I have had to consume for an episode of Anime Out of Context. You know, and people wonder why it took us so long to do a video game. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> so let, let, me, let me put a few things out there. First, if this episode is under two hours, that is by the grace of our lovely editor, Dylan. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Sean now knows what he's in for. Uh, oh, no. Two. I mean, I was joking about the 22.3 the hour thing, uh, but <laughs> the fact that you apparently have notes long enough to make this our longest possible episode ever 
is quite frankly scary. <laughs> My second point. Um, Sean? Yeah? I I requested, and I didn't explain why, but I, I requested that you come with some just little one-liner, quick dad jokes, just miscellaneous short jokes. Um, oh, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, I, I've did got loads. Prepare? Cool, cool. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely did not just steal from, like, the first link I found when I searched good one-liners. <laughs> Our or possibly is Hank unparalleled. <laughs> or possibly Hank Green's hit song, uh, Mules Are So Half-Assed. Uh, I definitely oh, did not, God. like, take both of those things uh, <laughs> just to save myself a bit, of, a bit of time because, you know, researching anime takes so much time. One-liners... Ah, everybody's already written the best ones and the worst ones, so I'm good. So the reason I had you do that, Sean, um, okay. is because we are a comedy review podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Rem, this isn't going to be a two-hour depressathon, is it? What? I don't know if I can handle that. Not, not with those one-liners. It's not. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Sean, um, at certain intervals... I'm just going to ask for you to interject with a one-liner okay. to, to just help lift the mood. So let's let, let just start out. Let, let's hit, hit me with a one-liner, Sean. Okay. All right. Uh, you know what, Rem? I've never been a fan of Matryoshka. You know those little Russian dolls? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because quite frankly, I think they're so full of themselves. Uh, all right. Perfect. Off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, wait, wait, wait. Now, let, let's get into it. But Remington... What did you think of the beloved Danganronpa? You were so excited in part one. It seemed like totally your thing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, Danganronpa mm -hmm. is one of the single worst gaming experiences that I have ever had in my life. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I think Holy a part shit. of that is because like I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to put it down. I had to keep going. Like four hours in, I was pretty sure. Oh, this is this doesn't seem like it's going great. Oh, only fucking eighteen more to go. <laughs> <laughs> so that that probably contributed. Let me say right now, if you are a Danganronpa stan, it's your favorite thing in the whole wide world. Um, if you, like look away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you guys have our email. You can just send the angry message now, and we could be we could be done with it there. Um, <laughs> we can just get that over with. Uh, because boy, are there critiques, but it's not all bad. Let's let's start with the positive, Sean. Oh, oh, a positive? I can't wait. There's a handful of positive things I have to say about it. First, okay, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Really oh, good soundtrack. Great. Uh, like pop that? and music, uh, back to back to back. Uh, the style of, of the game? Oh, yeah. It has style out the ass. Oh, one thing it loves to do is, like, this this lovely little papercraft rooms all over the place. I will say it gets a little tedious when the papercraft room has to meticulously place itself every time you walk in. So when you're walking rem, from rem, room rem. to room. Uh, I'm sorry. Positives. 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 Uh, <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of interesting ideas in this game. And I think that... Uh, for the most part, there's fun character concepts. So that that's a good handful of stuff. Okay, cool. I'm glad that we got some of it out of the way. You surely have more positive things down the line, right? I, I, maybe. Oh, that's not good, Rem. I'm looking <laughs> at the timestamp right now. 
We're only we're only about five or six minutes into the second half. Uh, well, let me put it this way: one of the major themes of Danganronpa is despair. Um, I I agree. Uh, <laughs> join us on this journey of ultimate despair. Um, here we fucking go, weebs. Hope you're strapped in. So first, how how I'm going to do this? Because I I tried to think how am I? There's so much. There's so much, Sean. How yeah, do yeah. I talk about it in a way that makes any amount of sense? So, okay. How I'm gonna break it down is I'm gonna discuss chapter by chapter, um, and I'll also introduce the characters when they are relevant in a given chapter. Um, and before I do any of that, I'm gonna discuss broad gameplay. So, gameplay, and then chapter by chapter, including all the characters, uh, and that that's how we'll explore it. I think that it makes sense is a rational way to proceed. Okay, yeah, I can understand that. Um, it's a rational way to try and condense these 22.3 hours. <laughs> um, all right, Gotta so, get the point three in there. Let, so let's talk about the gameplay. Um, how the gameplay works is that every chapter is broken into uh, three sections, right? So first you have just the, the miscellaneous stuff. There hasn't been a murder yet. Everyone's just hanging out. Um... Just some things happen with some of the characters. Generally, this section, especially early on, lasts way too long and has a lot of bad, really repetitive dialogue. Those things will be repeated throughout as well. Um, where it's like, I just want to get into the murder, get into the solving. Uh, but that, that's how, with the first chunk, it's just setting some miscellaneous stuff up. Some character stuff, maybe some stuff for the case. Um, and a lot of etc. Uh, occasionally, throughout these daily events, you'll also be granted free time. In free time, you can search all throughout the school, and you can chat with, with your favorite character. And if you chat with your favorite character enough during these free times, you get a special ability that'll help you in the trials. Which is neat, it's a cool idea, you get to learn their backstory, a fun idea. Uh, I will say, you don't, to, to my knowledge at least, uh, we'll get to why my knowledge of, of this is limited, uh, you don't know where to find these people, I don't think. So you just, if you want to talk to someone specific, you are going to be searching the whole school until you find them. Um, I sworn you could look at the map and it'd show you where everybody was. Uh, I, I believe that you can, that might be true. That might be too tr tr true during the free time sections. Um, the map is inconsistent, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, the map, like many thing, many mechanics in this game, is inconsistent. So I think you are right. Sometimes it shows you. Other times it doesn't. Maybe during free time it shows you always. I don't know. I didn't use the free time because I, I did it for one character and then I stopped giving a shit. Um, because one of the worst things about this game is its writing and its dialogue. Um, the terrible writing and some of the worst dialogue I have ever seen, which is rough. Because the game is dialogue. <laughs> the whole game is dialogue, Sean. And all of the dialogue, it, it, it became a, a meme within uh, Twitch chat as they were watching me. Just how one character would acknowledge something, right? And then every other character would need to acknowledge the same thing. And some characters would need to acknowledge that same thing twice. They're not adding anything new. I want to be clear. All of them are just like, wow, a dead body. There's a dead body. Oh no, someone died. I can't believe that someone's dead. A dead body on the floor. That's insane. And 
that's like a, a half the length of how it actually goes. Um, like I, I, I get it. I also see the dead body. You don't, you don't need to repeat it. So yeah, the, I didn't do much of the free time at all because after I got in good with one character, I was finished. I was done. Uh, release me from this purgatorial hell. Um, anyways, that's free time. Uh, if you want to learn more about these characters, go for it. Uh, there's also uh, another mechanic that sometimes will happen, speaking of dialogue, that I genuinely don't understand. Oh? So, Sean, maybe you can... I played through the whole game, and I don't know why this mechanic exists. Which mechanic is that, right? Well, let, let me ask you, Sean. Yep. So, it, it's a nice dialogue-intensive game, right? What if I told you, all right, one of the things that comes up in dialogue is reaction. What, what, what type of thing... Just sort of, obviously you know, but just imagine it's your first time learning about it. What do you think the reaction mechanic would be? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a choice in the dialogue? Yeah, it could be a choice in dialogue. Maybe if it's, it could even be like a, a thing quickly choice or, or even, hell, it could be a quick time event or something. Like anything you would like be reacting to. Like a telltale type thing. Yeah. All right. Well, well I, I, I misled you a little bit, Sean, because it's not actually reaction. It is re colon action. I'm sorry? <laughs> So, I, like, think, respond or or redo. Re Zero. Action. Um, what would you think it was then? Uh, the spinoff of every of the popular re isekai franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so the reaction mechanic. Sometimes during dialogue, uh, a purple line or phrase will pop up, and then you just have to right click, select it and you will continue the dialogue. Now, some of you may think, wait a moment, I don't understand. You're doing dialogue and you just, the, the mechanic is you continue the dialogue? Yes. But sometimes <laughs> if there's more than one reaction prompt, cause I, I wanna be clear, you have to do them all. If there's more than one reaction prompt, you have to, after you're done with the first reaction dialogue, start the conversation over Get to that point in the conversation where the reaction was and select a different one. Yeah. And you may yeah. think, why do I have to repeat the exact dialogue I just did? And also, why is it pretending that this is a choice or optional when you have to do every reaction prompt throughout it? Couldn't you just, I don't know, say what you want to fucking say? <laughs> I don't know. Another thing on, on this note is that many times they'll be like, there's something you need to search for in here. By which the, a character will tell you that, right? A character will be like, no, we need to search more in this room. And by that they mean, I would like to talk. Do not look any more in the room. I want to talk with you. Um, they don't say that. Uh, another thing that'll happen, you'll be talking with a character. Dialogue will end. So you'll be like, oh, okay, I can move on now. And then it'll be like, no, you can't move on. You, I, you need to talk to me again about what we were just talking about. Well, then why did the conversation end? <laughs> anyway, gameplay, gameplay. We're just focused on gameplay right now. Uh, I will, I will, I will alleviate some of your stress, Remington. Uh, the reaction system, everyone agreed it was bad and it was immediately gone in all the sequel series. Thank God. All right, good, good. <laughs> validation, validation. Yep. All right, so uh, after the, the normal days, eventually a murder happens. You get the overly long reactions I mentioned, where every single person needs to say that there's a dead body on the floor and how they can't believe it. Uh, and then we finally get to start our investigation. And that's, that's the bread and butter, baby. Here we go. 
Now we are into the actual game. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit how, how the investigation goes, Sean. Okay. So someone's died, right? Right. And it's, it's, it's absolutely tragic. Oh no, they're dead. Um, I think in every case, but maybe one, like I, I, I'm not an amazing detective myself. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm a smart cookie. A lot of times I'm just a dumbass. but I would almost always just solve the case immediately because it was very obvious. And I don't think that's like me being super smart. <laughs> so normally it's like, oh, so this is the answer. But is it really? Yes, it is. Um, then as you're like exploring rooms for different clues, right? Clicking on stuff, seeing what's relevant. Um, you, you might think, all right, so you figure out what's relevant. Maybe you have to return back to the scene of the crime. Almost never because the game will not let you leave a location unless you have clicked everything relevant. Um, it'll make sure, it'll be like, hey, I don't know, there's something still in this room though. And so you're like, oh, okay, my bad. I guess I will continue looking then. Um, which is a little bit handholdy, but it's not like the worst thing in the world. You know what mm -hmm. makes it really bad? What's that, Ren? I got used to it always doing that, not letting me leave a location. And then sometimes later on, you won't know where you're supposed to be looking, right? So right. I would enter a room and see if it allowed me to leave. A tactic which did genuinely work quite a few times. Because if it wouldn't let you leave, that room has relevant stuff. Cool. Um, and it helps save you from having to like click on everything in every room. But right. sometimes, Sean, mm -hmm. sometimes it will just let you leave. <laughs> so whereas 90% of the time, it will not let you leave a room unless you've clicked everything relevant. Sometimes it's like, yeah, go for it. And you're like, oh, okay, so that means there's nothing more relevant in this room. Ah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who can say? <laughs> Which is the worst thing because of that inconsistency. It's like I've learned the language of the game. I've learned what it means, how it prompts me. And then all of a sudden, at random intervals, it decides, nah, let's change it up a bit. Uh, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, not, and then with the actual like clues and stuff, a lot of the investigation, it will either hold your hand too much by being like, ah, yes, this. So we should immediately look at this thing now, right? And it's like, okay, I, I, I felt decently pleased because I already knew that, but I, I guess thanks for pointing it out. Or the alternative, it will hang you out to dry and it'll be like, huh, something in the school might, might give us a hint about what this means. And it's like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what well, in Rem, the school? In the school, which isn't that big, Rem. It was a 2010 PSP game. How big could it be? It is six six floors, I believe. Five floors, six floors. I don't remember. Um, each with like at least five or six rooms. Sometimes more with dorms, with second story dorms. It's fucking huge, and it grows <laughs> after every trial. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about the trials. Because when, once you've gotten all the clues, collected all the truth bullets, um, which which is what they call the clues, um, then you start the trial. All right? Right. So the trial, uh, it's a neat idea. You have your truth bullets, and different characters are speaking. Um, and you'll have, I'm going to call it sort of like a line of dialogue, where different characters will talk to one another, right? And then mm -hmm. some of the phrases will be highlighted. And it's up to you to take one of the truth bullets, one of the clues you have, and find a contradiction with one of the highlighted phrases that one of the characters is saying. Pretty neat. I like it. Um, 
it's always fun to try and find those contradictions. Um, now, Sean, when I say contradiction, what do you think a contradiction is? For example, oh, I mean... if I were to say it is raining outside, well, how would you contradict that? Just like the, the contradictory phrase of it is raining outside would be. It is not raining outside. It is not raining. You, it's a complete contradiction. These two things cannot be true at the same time. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the most important part of uh, uh, throwing a contradiction. Uh, you got to shout at the top of your lungs, Sore no chigayo, or in English, uh, that's not right, or that's wrong, or some variation of that. Just give me that good old objection, baby. Objection! Yeah, so uh, that that's what a contradiction is. Somewhere this game doesn't understand that, because when you're trying to... I'm looking for contradictions, right? But sometimes it doesn't actually mean contradictions. It doesn't mean like, oh... With this clue, that statement can't be right. Sometimes it, it means inconsistencies, right? So inconsistencies, it's much lighter than a contradiction. It's these things, maybe they could work together, but they're less likely to, right? They're, they they have some tension between them, logically, um, which is a little bit annoying, but that, you know, all right, that still sort of makes sense. Sometimes it's not even inconsistencies that you're trying to shoot down, Sean. Sometimes... You are just pairing relevant terms. So this idea goes with that idea. I am not contradicting it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I am saying this is relevant to what you have just said. Okay. Okay. That That's very different. But then something else that sometimes happens is that all you do is agree with someone else. Contra like someone else disagreeing with, with. So person A says something. Person B disagrees. And you just say, hey, person B's disagreement. But they already said it. What the fuck is going on here, Sean? And it doesn't well. tell you it doesn't tell you what you're looking for. So here I am looking for contradictions. Sometimes I just need to look for words that are similar. Oh, okay. <laughs> didn't know I didn't know that's what I was trying to do here. I was trying to prove someone wrong. Turns out I just needed to add to their statement or something. Ah! <laughs> All right, so that's, that's a little bit annoying, uh, especially because it's the main trial mechanic. Um, there's some additional things where you, like, take other people's statements. There's some, like, noise that you can also shoot down. Um, but th that's not the only thing in the trial. There's also a rhythm game, which is bland, uh, a bit annoying, but fine. It's fine. Um, there's Hangman's Gambit, which is you, you spell out a word that's usually relevant, but sometimes not. Um... And that's, it's a bit dumb. And then at the very end, once you've solved it, and, and once the person has confessed, then you have to create a comic of the events, right? Which actually sounds pretty cool. Like, yeah. part of the comic is built, and then you just piece together the missing pieces with little images down below, and you finish the comic. The problem is, the little images you're working with are so small and obscure that me and Twitch chat often struggled to know what they were supposed to mean. So how am I supposed to put a chronology when I don't know what the fuck I'm even looking at some of the time? And sometimes I don't know like what I'm doing wrong because it's like, oh yeah, these two images that look nearly identical, is it this one or that one or neither? I don't know. Um, the, the comic game was, was terrible and it was like the climax of a trial. So the trial's not great. Uh, they also, in the trials, 
Like, you're, the goal is to argue about who did the murder, right? That's what matters above all else. Who did the murder? But most of the time, characters so often just end up arguing about completely irrelevant details. And, and this isn't even just in the trial. Like, characters argue about irrelevant nonsense all of the time. And I, I, I think it's just an excuse to, like, add dialogue and sort of pretend to add character characterization and relationships and tension between them all. But it's all just petty and nonsensical and none of it matters. Uh, so that's a little bit annoying. Uh, characters are super dumb, especially in the trials. Uh, and one of the worst things in the trials is, is the tendency for it to suddenly, like, take things super slow. And by that I mean, uh, so Sean, the trial, it, it starts and it's saying, all right, A, B... And then I, I, in my mind, I'm like, all right, C, let's do C. And it's like, incorrect. I'm like, what? A, B, C. It's like, nope. All right. Uh, A, B. Oh, the correct answer was, uh, oh, wow. These are letters of the alphabet, which means that we must also be looking for another letter of the alphabet. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. That's sure. That, all right. Now A, B, C, that's the letter we're looking for. Nope. Incorrect. What? That's it, incorrect. C. We have A, B. We're looking for another letter. A and B. They, B follows A, which means we're probably looking for what follows B. That's the correct answer. Uh, okay. Yeah. So A, B, C. There you go. <laughs> but that's what I've been fucking saying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew they were letters. I knew we were looking for a letter. I knew we were looking for the next letter. But you gotta spell it out in such blatant, like, ridiculously obvious terms sometimes where it's like, I <laughs> I was losing my mind in some of the trials because I was like, this is, this is what they want to hear. This is the answer. And it was like, no, the answer is that we need to look for the answer. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking uh, All right. All right, Sean, hit, hit us with a joke real quick. Oh, oh, we're at that point already, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know if you heard this, uh, but the human cannonball, uh, he was late for work. Oh, yeah? And he got fired. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thank you, Sean. Uh, You're right. welcome. You're welcome. So, that Glad covers... I can keep the comedy in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm not going to make it out of this episode. Uh, all right, so that... Uh, that concludes the gameplay portion now to get into the six different chapters in the prologue oh my fuck we're only 30 <laughs> minutes into the second part oh no <laughs> oh, god. we're in hell uh, oh god i'm in avernus this is avernus what am i gonna do patrons voted for this this they is did. what they wanted this is they what wanted it. they asked for i will also put out there in the patron poll i did put you know Doki Doki Literature Club and Ace Attorney as options. <laughs> I feel like both so, of those would have been better. Uh, maybe one day. All right. So prologue. Prologue. Uh, how the prologue starts. Uh, Makoto, he gets awarded sort of what you said at the beginning. He's a, he's a lucky student. He gets into this ultimate academy with a bunch of different prodigies. Um, the relevant characters for the prologue, you got Makoto, the main character, who is trash. Um, he's like extra bland and dumb so that you can put your shoes, put, put yourself in his shoes. Um, but also he's genuinely an asshole and also pretty sexist in a lot of weird ways. 
Uh, and he's the ultimate lucky student, which just means that he has plot armor and at any given moment, they have deus ex machina to save him without explanation. So I don't like the protagonist, which is rough. Um, it's okay, nobody does. <laughs> also relevant to the prologue is Monokuma, a little, little evil bear who's in charge of everything. He's a sadistic bear mascot, and I was like, oh, okay, this could be fun and interesting. But it's really, Monokuma's just, if a 13-year-old was like, I want to combine my Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction with my Joker fan fiction. And so they were like, cute animal, but it's the Joker. They're wacky. Um, with Once again, just really bad dialogue all throughout. Uh, I thought I was going to like Monokuma. Did not like Monokuma. Um, but yeah. So that's where a lot of people are going to disagree with you. Because uh, little, I have a bunch of reviews uh, uploaded right now that oh, I'm going fuck. to get into near the end of the podcast. And spoiler yeah, alert, yeah. when I went to the Steam page, uh, but Steam reviews are not helpful. I'll yeah, just oh yeah. that right now. <laughs> yeah. A thousand percent uh, uh, not helpful. Uh, like, And speaking of Monokuma, a lot of people are like, why is the funny bear killing the anime people? Uh, <laughs> so people like the bear. The bear is very popular. I just think they're obnoxious, and occasionally they try to be, like, pretentious, and it just never works. I thought I'd be into it. I like the idea of Monokuma. For, like, an hour, I was like, aw, yeah, Monokuma. And then I was done. Uh, the prologue, <laughs> uh, Makoto shows up to school, faints, and wakes up in a twisted pop art nightmare school with the other prodigies. Nice and straightforward. Uh, he wakes up, he's with all of them, he meets all of them, he learns all of their different gimmicks, except for one that's mysterious. Uh, and we'll get into all of the characters, don't worry, because I know the Danganronpa fans will will want to hear that. Um, but, oh uh, yeah, that that's the prologue. Alright, there we go. There we go. Nice and simple. We're already done with the prologue. See, we're making progress. Yeah, no, that only took, you know, three minutes. <laughs> Alright, now chapter one. Uh, chapter one, let, let's talk about the relevant characters right off the bat. Uh, we have Sayaka. Sayaka is a pop star and uh, childhood acquaintance of Makoto, our protagonist, right? Uh, Makoto sims for Sayaka real hard, uh, but she has ulterior motives. She's essentially using Makoto's simphood uh, to potentially frame him for a murder. Um, which, you know, one of the more interesting moves that happens here. It is immediately spoiled because Sayaka is in the murder of this chapter. Sayaka gets murdered in this chapter. Um... I think she had potential. She was a little annoying at times, but I like the ulterior motives thing. So not a great character. One of the better characters. Uh, we also need to meet Leon, who's the ultimate baseball player, who's turned into sort of a punk rocker, right? Um, and that's all I have to say about Leon. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, would you like to add anything to the description? Like, I don't... I mean, he's an idiot. Every... Fucking character is an idiot, dude. Uh, <laughs> except for the one designated non-idiot character. Um, all right, so th this chapter, we, we learn we're in a murder school, and we spend four in-game days doing next to nothing before Motokuma, little teddy bear, he gets bored, uh, just as I was, and is like, hey, here's secret videos for everyone, and it shows how everyone's loved ones are in danger. Um, and... We see a video of our family and we're like, oh no, so, so tragic. Oh, what's going to happen? Um, we briefly will get to see Saika's video about her pop group being in trouble. Uh, everyone else, who needs it? Uh, 
Saika gets worried and wants to switch rooms with us. And we're like, cool, sounds good. The next day, Saika's found dead in our room. Whoa. And now finally, finally we get started. And I summarized all of this. I want you to know up till now in the prologue in chapter one, there were like about three hours of gameplay. Yeah, I joined you for that first three hours as well. <laughs> three hours. Now you might think, well, Remington, you haven't described much. Yeah, I haven't, have I? Because not much happens in those three hours. But finally, something does. Finally, we've had a murder. We're, it, it's a slow start, but here we are. We get to solve this interesting case. Who killed Sayaka? Well, who did it? Uh, she wrote Leon's name on the wall. So him, he did it. <laughs> Okay, Rem, I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to interject here. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Rem. She wrote his name. She was dying. She wrote Leon. I, I walked into the bathroom where she was dead. I saw the name Leon. I was like, all right, well, he did it. <laughs> I'm, Rem, I, again, I made this point during the stream, but I got to make it now just so that people don't crucify us for the wrong reasons. Uh, we're still going to get crucified by the Danganronpa stands. Like, that's still going to happen. But I have to point out that it was written in English, and this is a Japanese game, and it was written upside down in a way that could conceivably be mistaken for numbers, especially if English is not something uh, you're used to reading. Uh, sure. Especially if you're a young teenager. Which also, uh, I, I, I disagree why it was written down, because it was like she couldn't write it right side up. Uh, but, like, I, I, I personally tested it. Like, it, you, you totally could. There's no reason why you couldn't. Um, it, other than slightly more mystery. And I totally get it. For uh, for Japanese audiences, it would be harder to solve. I am not a Japanese audience. And presumably, many of the people who love this game are also not uh, in the Japanese audience. So, for all of those people, this still stands as a gameplay critique. It is... It, you Maybe it's not a flaw, um... Maybe you can't hold it against it too much, but you can hold it against how fun it is. Um, so three hours in, we finally got a case and we immediately know the answer. Um, yeah, apparently Saika wanted to, to kill Leon frame Makoto. It didn't work out. It's a nice idea for a first trial, but by the time we finish the first trial, we have spent almost five hours through all of this. And even if even if we didn't know the answer to the first trial, the first trial really holds your hand. So, like, I get it, but I, I wish we had done, like, an Ace Attorney-style thing. Where Ace Attorney starts off with a really easy trial, right? Uh, and I say this, I've, I've played the first Ace Attorney game briefly enough to play through the first trial, basically. Um, not much more. Uh, but uh, the, the first trial in Ace Attorney, you, you started out... And you, you already, you know who did it. It shows you who did it. And it's, it's a pretty straightforward case to finish. Um, but it happens immediately. You get started immediately. And then it happens and then you're into the real stuff. This took five hours. More than, significantly more than the usual amount I spend watching anime each week for this podcast already. And hardly anything worthwhile has happened. It's rough. It's a difficult go of things. Uh, all right, comedy break. Sean. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Let's go with, you know, uh, religious people always uh, give atheism quite the bad rap. But if you think about it, it's a nonprofit organization. Uh, I get it. <laughs> um, all right, so chapter two. 
I'm going to let you know, right? I want to warn you, Sean. Okay. Chapter two is like a third of my notes. Oh, my Christ. <laughs> oh, my Christ. <laughs> and there, there are six chapters, right? There are six chapters. That's right, yeah. And uh, prologue and my gameplay and general thoughts sections, but chapter two takes up about a third. Hmm. Uh, I think I have an idea of why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there will be a, a handful of joke breaks in this chapter. Uh, but first, let's meet the relevant characters, right? First, uh, let, let's talk about Chihiro. Chihiro is our spicy meatball. Uh, I, I, I say that because... You can't say that without context. I'm going to explain. At the When I started playing, I gave everybody... Before I learned that the dialogue was shit and I couldn't go through it all. Um, I gave everybody a bunch of wacky voices... That I did. It was a fun time. Everybody got a wacky voice. And Chihiro, who's this like sort of soft-spoken programmer girl, um, I didn't know what voice to give her because someone else already had sort of the nerdy girl voice. So I just turned her into Luigi. She was just a very, very Italian individual. Um, it was great. Uh, <laughs> and and through that, it became my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Chiro, uh, she's, she's smart, a programmer. She's the spicy meatball MVP. Um, the second best character is Mondo, a biker gang leader who his, the voice he got was just Joey Wheeler. Cause he's got a good pomp and it, it just felt fitting. Um, Mondo, this tough guy, right? Um, tough bad boy who actually befriends, uh, this guy Taka, who is extra lawful good, always plays by the rules. He got hall monitor when he was like in kindergarten and that was his defining trait. They become best buds in this one through I would, some- I would some... say he's more lawful neutral. He does rules for the sake of rules, not yeah, so much that's because fair. it's a good thing to do. That's fair. Um, both of them, uh, they're all right characters. Um, we also have Byakia, who was the character Sean would have, uh, would have cosplayed. He's a pretentious rich kid who's also annoying as fuck. Uh, he's supposed to be this, this like logic lord. He like the way they often portray him is like logic over emotions. Facts don't care about your feelings, snowflake, like that kind of person. Um, and he'll often I mean, figure out clues, but then just not tell anybody for no reason. Be like, you figure it out. And also he does so much stuff that makes no fucking sense. So even though he's supposed to be this purely logical being, he's just fucking not in any way. And, and I mean, you said would have cosplayed. It, it's a 100% did cosplay oh, for yeah, multiple yeah. events. Did. Oh, yeah, like, God. That's, yeah, no, like that. Hey, young Sean made a choice. And that choice was to be that character. And I'll be honest, I had a lot of fun being that character because it was fun to have a reason to be a dick to people. <laughs> uh, also known as the premise for this podcast. Um, hey, yo. <laughs> all right, so then finally we have Toko, who might be the single worst character. Um Toko, she's a quiet writer girl, right? Um, and you think, oh, she's quiet. Maybe she's, like, sweet. And she's often like, oh, I'm misunderstood. But no, she's just an asshole and also awkward and annoying and horny and paranoid and hates everyone and talks a bunch of shit. And I'll tell you right now, everything I just described is the better half of Toko. Yeah. We're, we're, and you might wonder, what do you mean, Remington? Well, let's get into it. Uh, So... After the first trial, new areas open up in chapter two, which happens after every trial. Uh, and I do, I like it. I like, it gives you something to look forward to because the new spaces, they're cool. They introduce some variety, which is cool. Uh, I like that idea. Um, it does come with the negative of having a lot of empty and useless space 
that continually grows and isn't meaningfully used because it'll be like, all right, some cool stuff happening on floor two. All right, we're done with that now. Forget about all of it. it it'll be there, but it's just not really going to be used now. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And it just repeats chapter by chapter. I think it probably would have been better to have fewer locations so you don't have to walk around six floors by the end to get absolutely anywhere. But, you know, at least it gives you something neat to look forward to after each trial. Um, after the miscellaneous daily life stuff, uh, eventually we find Chihiro, our little Luigi, murdered. And we quickly learn it, that it was done in the style of Genocide Jack, a famed serial killer. Which God, means... I hate the English translation of it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I, I, th I think I might have mentioned what the uh, the original version was uh, in Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Genocide or yeah, show or something? Correct. Which is just way better. Like, it's not amazing by any means, but it... <sighs> It's localization for the sake of localization, and I hated it. Sorry. That, that, pet peeve in anime for me. See, anyway, that's I, I, I didn't mind it too much. It's fine. Genocide Jack, a little bit of a dumb name, but whatever. Um, but if it's done in the style of Genocide Jack, that seems to me... The only, only very few people knew the style of Genocide Jack, which means that Genocide Jack has to be one of the students in the school. Ooh, mysterious. Um, we quickly learn that Genocide Jack is actually Toko who then quickly renames herself Genocide Jill, but then, which doesn't make sense because you figure, like, you've gone by Genocide Jack, like, intentionally for a well, little while. It, it, the media gave her the name Genocide or Jack, and she's frustrated by it. But then she's not because also she calls herself Genocide Jack a whole bunch later, and every other character yeah. goes back and forth on Genocide Jack or Genocide Jill. I'm gonna, fuck I'm consistency? gonna call that more bad localization. That's what I'm gonna call that. Uh, it would have been easier to just be consistent. That's what I'm saying. Bad localization. I, 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 uh, and the bad localization, it, it is still a demerit. Uh, because Oh, it's a fair demerit. <laughs> because uh, essentially, Toko, she has some form of dissociative identity disorder, right? Uh, where she has a second personality of, I'll, I'll keep calling it Genocide Jack, uh, but either works. So she also has Genocide Jack there within her, right? And they go back and forth, um, sort of ignore how dissociative identity disorder works. Sure, whatever. Um, okay, sure. As we learned this during the trial, when we're figuring that out, there's the little good old spelling game, right? Um, and that makes it, and, and it's like, all right, what, what's up with Toko? Well, it, the answer that it wants us to spell out is schizo, which... Uh, is a little I, fucked up, yeah. Yeah, other than being a word you, like, you probably shouldn't use to refer to people because, like, it's dehumanizing and stigmatizes mental illness broadly. Um, it's also completely wrong. So schizo, yeah. like it's usually referring to something like schizophrenia, which Toko doesn't have. She yeah. also, she doesn't have schizoid. Maybe she, like uh, an argument maybe could be made that she has schizotypal personality disorder, but I would bank on the fact that the creators of this game has, have never really heard of schizotypal personality disorder. So I, I think that is a long shot and also not what they're referring to in the first place. So it's it's just an, an example, one of quite a few of the game requiring literally just an incorrect answer to proceed, which in a mystery game where the whole point is to find the right answers, like that's, y'all, that's the, that's the point. That's the ball game. And if you're requiring me to be wrong, that's not good. <laughs> That's not good at all. 
Um, but we we learn throughout the trial that Genocide Jack slash Toka wasn't actually the killer, Sean. In fact, they were framed. And they were framed by none other than her crush who she's obsessed with, Byakuya, the rich bitch. Now, now you might think, Sean, well, that must mean Byakuya is the guilty party. Why else would he frame her? Uh, because if, framing her, uh, if, if she were to get accused, if everyone were to vote for her, then everyone would die if that's wrong, except for the one who did it. So surely Byakuya did it, and he wanted to hide his tracks. No, 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 he didn't do it. The reason why he framed Toko was because, you see, yeah. Yeah. There's like some brief explanation of like, I was bored and it seemed interesting. That's basically why Togami does anything. Which is like, once again, this is supposed to be the logic lord. This is supposed to be the hyper rational character. And he's just like, uh, and he's like, no, nah, it was interesting. Besides, I if, if you guys would have tried to vote for her, I just would have been like, hey, but no. Oh yeah, because that would have worked out 100%. What a, what a perfect plan. So it's all just really, 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 really dumb. Really dumb. But that that raises the question. All right, well, who was the killer? Now. Oh, boy. All right, so the actual killer is Mondo. Good old Joey Wheeler, right? right. Hey, Yugs, I killed the little meatball. Um, So we're about to jump into some uncomfortable territory. Um... We're about to, to delve into some, like, translated topics that include violence and general weirdness. Uh, so there's a heads up in case you want to skip to, uh, hey, Dylan, insert a timestamp to when we move on from, from this one. Uh. If you would like to skip this bit, jump to one hour, ten minutes, and eight seconds. See you on the other side. Giving him even more work for our longest episode ever, but that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I imagine there's going to be some people for one reason or another who may want to skip this bit, which is fine. Uh, so a pivotal part of this entire case is the fact that Chihiro was actually born male. And how everything around this is handled is indelicate and I would say without much tact or care. Um, but one, one main question that I've seen discussed is, and, and sort of argued about is whether this chapter and whether this trial is transphobic or not, right? Um, so I'm I'm gonna provide my thoughts uh, with the good old disclaimer that uh, I don't I don't know shit. These are just some some thoughts that I have. Take them take them or leave them. All right? Yeah, we are we are two you know cis white males that are straight. Yeah. Like it's uh it's a little it's it's tricky for us to delve into this topic since while we are uh we do heavily consider ourselves allies of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, we are by no means expert in these things, and we're, we learn new things every day, especially in a lot of the emails you guys send us, so keep those coming. They're yeah. helpful. And, and so, but I, but I feel like this part, it, it's so talked about that it deserves to be discussed in the podcast. So, uh, on, on the one hand, people who believe that this chapter is transphobic argue that you have, you have a character, Chihiro, who transitioned due to feeling weak and being bullied, and because of that, they decided to dress, behave, and publicly identify as a girl. Um, which I'm not going to say has never happened, but definitely doesn't seem to live up to the experiences of any trans individuals that I've met or heard about. And also, like, cross-dressing to get bullied less seems like an interesting strategy, to say the very least. Um, further, 
The general discussion around this topic within the game, from the crude method of discovery of this fact, uh, publicly outing Chihiro, and the fact that the only instance of Chihiro telling someone in confidence about, uh, ab about how they were born and about all of this, immediately and directly led to a violent death, are all handled, uh, messily, I will say. Uh, the characters treat this as kind of a deception, and before any discussion on how Chihiro, like, actually identifies, uh, they immediately start calling them a boy after finding out about their genitalia, strongly implying that the game takes a biologically essentialist perspective on the issue. Um, which, all a little bit oof. On the other hand, many others argue, hey, th th this case can't actually be transphobic because Chihiro isn't actually trans. They are a femboy. They dress in feminine clothes, as men can do perfectly well. Uh, gender expression is different than gender identity, but they personally identify as male. Uh, they, they make that clear that they behave as a male and it was just an anti-bullying strategy to uh, appear as a girl and be treated as a girl. And uh, sure, that canonically is all true. Uh, canonically, the character is just a confused boy who felt insecure about being so weak and decided to hide his weakness through acting feminine. Uh, ignoring the hard borders this places on male and female traits, which Danganronpa does quite a bit, I can't help but feel like this is just a poorly written trans character created by people who don't understand the trans experience and through such a misunderstanding failed to such a degree that the character ended up not actually being trans. Um, that's sort of how it feels to me, but also I don't think that that is the most important thing. Uh, especially because I recognize there's a bunch of contemporary Western biases and perspectives taking precedence in my view here. I think it's still worth mentioning though, because whether or not this is transphobic, I'm not gonna make a hardline call on it. I feel very comfortable calling it like insensitive, poorly thought out, clumsily executed. Uh, and that also, uh, it, it gets at a lot of problems such as toxic max masculinity, which to the game's credit is somewhat addressed in this chapter, but also is strongly propagated by this chapter and the rest of the game and the general biological essentialism that men are this way and women are this way and that's just how it is that pervades throughout the entire game. Uh, yeah, it's all a little bit awkward. So those are all of my thoughts. Uh, with that, um, welcome back everyone who skipped past that. Hopefully, uh, for those who listened to it, I handled it with the proper amount of tact and care. Um, Sean, hit us with a joke. We need it. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't even mention the barrier gaze trope, which is a very uh, overused uh, one in a lot of older media. No, like, I, there, there's a lot more things I, I could have mentioned, but I, 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 I wanted to talk about it, but not make it take over everything. All right, joke, Sean. Joke, joke. I got a joke. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Remington. I don't know if you're aware about this, but uh, if your pants are too big, you'll be exposed in the end. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how uh, Sean and I met. Um, oh, yeah. Thousand percent. Yeah. He, he, no, was, I... he was wearing two big pants. Uh, they, they fell down. Um, he was going commando. And I, I looked at his utter lack of an ass and I was like, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Must you bring my sad bony deformity to our podcast. It, it, it's just a fact. Um, I have a bodacious booty and Sean, he, he has legs. And so- 
<laughs> I have other features that make me uh, at least average looking. You don't have oh, to you always... know, no. You're a fine looking fella with no ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have to have like a very soft, like uh, memory gel cushion at, at my chair. So I don't, you know, break my chair, but that's besides the point. That's besides the point. <laughs> All get right. back to talking about the game, Dan. All right, <laughs> chapter chapter three. Let's get to chapter three. Um, chapter three. Let's talk about the main characters relevant here. First, we have Celeste. She's this French-made gambler who's one of the more interesting characters, in my opinion, because she seems to at least be a little bit more methodical and more calculated and thoughtful than the others. Um, I don't know if I would call it well-written, but I'll take what I can get. Celeste, one of the best characters. Um, you got Hufumi. Um, who is large, Sean. Um, all right. Hey, so that- hold on. Hey, you can't. No, no, I will not allow this. You cannot automatically typecast me as the otaku. I am a well-written com- character in comparison. Large, Sean with alfalfa hair? Oh, my Christ. All right, so Hifumi is a large, awkward fan fiction writer who has the power of God and anime on his side. Uh, <laughs> you got Hero, who is a himbo that's supposed to be psychic, but his clairvoyance, unironically, it just genuinely doesn't ever come up in any meaningful capacity. He's also 21, so we don't, it, it's a bit weird. Yeah, like, it, it, it's just all a, a bit strange. I'll be honest, we later learned, like, the premise of, like, the school more or less was to save a bunch of, get a bunch of prodigies, and then later to, like, save them from the apocalypse. Um, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> so, but... A lot of them, like, the ultimate fan fiction writer, Hafumi, all right, or the ultimate clairvoyant who may not actually be psychic in any meaningful way, hero. I don't know. It doesn't seem to make sense, but sure, we'll take it. We also get Alter Ego, who is virtual Chihiro, um, that Chihiro created in a laptop, sort of. It's a, it's a program that hopefully if you play this game, you don't, you have just as strong a misunderstanding of AI as the creators. Um, otherwise, you may get frustrated. And it can perform magic under the guise of hacking. You know that old trope where it's like, I can hack magically and thus do anything magically. Uh, chapter three, it's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, this one. Um, Celeste, the French maid, convinces Hafumi, the otaku simp, to help her do a little double murder action, right? Um, they end up killing Taka, the order, law and order one. And framing Hero before Celeste ends up killing Hifumi as well. Uh, nothing too interesting in this whole trial. Uh, but there's one thing I want to bring up, Sean. Uh, yeah. At one point during the investigation, there's like three locations you have to check, right? And I checked everything in each of them. And they were like, all right, there's so, there should be, go talk to a character in the dorm. So I go to the dorms. And they're like, you can't go to the dorms yet. You need to check something out. So I look at uh, all the rooms in the entire school, nothing. I go back to the three locations, check, click on everything again, nothing. Still can't go to the dorms. I, I At this point, I'm like, I don't know what I need to do. So I look up a guide, right? Because I... Because you're a filthy cheater. Well, <laughs> I look up the guide and I see it's just telling me, do everything you already did and then go to the dorms. And I'm like, that's, yeah. So I try to yeah. go to the dorms. It's like, you can't go to the dorms yet. Like, what? So I go and click on everything relevant in the investigation one more time. A third time that I've been going up and down throughout the entire school clicking on everything. And and then I leave the room uh, disheartened because I didn't find anything new. When all of a sudden Byakuya shows up and is like, hey, I've been looking for you. I want to chat. Let's go to the dorms. 
And I think it was like a glitch or something, but oh my god, I, I was so close to giving up the game there. Yeah, I, I, that sounded like a glitch to me. It took like 45 minutes, and it was... <laughs> I just have to mention that. Oh my god, I... I had decided that if nothing happened, I was going to quit the game, but then Byakuya showed up, uh, for better or worse. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Rem, it's a PC port of a PSP game from 2010. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Spike Chunsoft aren't exactly known for their uh, wonderful PC ports. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, let's get to chapter four. Uh, see, we're, we're, go we're getting through it uh, a little bit faster now. Yeah, I mean, we're only an hour into part two. <laughs> so, chapter four, relevant characters. We have Sakura. She's a hyper-muscular martial artist um, who's very quiet, soft-spoken. She's one of the better characters, not because she's a good character. She's quite bland, but she's not actively annoying all the time, so I like her. Then, uh, the other relevant character here that we haven't been introduced to yet is Hina. Hina is athletic. She's a swimmer. Um, she likes donuts. She's friends with Sakura. That is the totality of her character. And she's a fan favorite. Why? Because <laughs> she's the cute, bubbly, ganky girl who loves donuts. I guess. Uh, so this chapter is a and little the different. Big That's yeah, the other thing. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's fan service with Hina a, a couple times throughout the game. Um, so this chapter it's a little different, but in a more interesting way. I like the concept of how this chapter plays out. Um. Even though, as with the others, I felt like it was very obvious to figure out what happened and that it still came with all the same problems. I like that it was doing something a little bit different. Uh, so, uh, up to this point in the game, there, there had been a lot of talk of a potential spy in our midst, right? A traitor of sorts. We learn uh, that this spy is Sakura. Hypermuscular, very honorable. Sakura somehow has been the traitor, but now uh, doesn't want to be... Uh, and, and it starts fighting Monokuma. Um, they, they tell us that Sakura is the spy, but they also feel the need to give us, like, two or three more reveals that she's the spy. And it's not just, like, casually mentioning, like, every time it's like, Sakura is the spy. What? Um, which is something they do with most of their plot twists, and I genuinely don't know why. Um. I'm gonna chalk it up to 2010 visual novel writing styles and bad translations. Yeah. Like, we'll get to a more egregious one later, but it's real weird when it's like, hey, twist, and you're like, oh, okay. And then a little while later, it's like, twist, and you're like, oh, but I, I know. And everyone else is like, what? Twist? And you're like, y yeah, we were all there. <laughs> we all know this? And then later on, it's like, I know, but you, but you guys, in light of twist, and everyone's like, oh, that's crazy. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We all know. <laughs> we know. Um, it's just a weird thing that happens. Anyway, uh, Sakura is found dead. And the clues, they're just all over the place. Real confusing stuff. In the trial, uh, everyone, at one point or another, confesses to being the murderer. At one point or another, everyone says, I killed Sakura. Before it's gradually revealed, none of them are actually responsible, despite attempting and thinking, attempting to kill her and thinking they had succeeded. Turns out, Sakura had actually killed herself the whole time um, due to like sort of honor-based reasons. Um, this is handled slightly better than the stuff in chapter two, though there's still like some iffy stuff. Uh, but I, I do at least, I like the idea it was going for here. I thought it was a decent idea 
and that is all I could say about it. <laughs> uh, all right, chapter five. We're in celebration, John. Chapter five. Two more chapters to go. Hit us with another joke. All righty. Let's see. God, some of these are really bad. Um. <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck. These are really bad. Holy shit. You should have prepared, fucker. I did prepare. I just like... Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Rem, uh, I know you like to be thrifty and like to save money. It's true. It's uh, true, I do. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, if you don't pay your exorcist, you will be repossessed. Hey. All right, perfect. Uh, so we get to chapter five. Shit's about to... Get a little bit off the rails. Um, chapter five and six, it's when they decide to cram all of the main plot in. And also it's a very convoluted main plot. Hope you're prepped. Uh, relevant characters here. We have Kyoko. So Kyoko, uh, she's actually been relevant to most of the previous cases. Sometimes we've even like agreed with her. She's the only one who is smart in the whole school. Um, she's generally pretty stoic. Uh, she's also the only one who doesn't tell you what her ultimate ability is. But also, it's super obvious that she's something like the ultimate detective. And I imagine, once again, that most people will have figured it out by the time you learn that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of obvious when in the first uh, murder she's like, Hey, I'm just collecting evidence. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... It's the only option. Uh, she, once again, it's fine because she's less annoying. Uh, but then, Sean, I, I know what you might be thinking, Sean. We've covered just about all of the characters. Uh, besides, oh, one character I glossed over, I guess I should mention. In chapter one, um, a character named Junko died. She was a fashionista. She attacked the bear and then got murked. Um, yep. All right, now that we've covered Junko uh, and, and Kyoko, that, that's the 15 characters. There we go. But wait, Sean. There's a 16th student this whole time. Do you want to know who that mysterious 16th student is? They talk yeah, about sure, it. I'm curious. It, it, it. It's mysterious. It's alluded to a couple times before now, but we finally learn the identity of it. Uh, I want to say we learn it like at the very end of chapter four, something like that. It's revealed the identity of the 16th student, Mikuru Ikusaba. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Sean. Did that? Did that? Did that twist not not get you? I mean, let me let me, let me try again because because it, it it certainly tries again. Mikuro Ikusaba. No, it no, does, nothing. It does sound like you're trying to like drop a spell on me. No, it, 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 I'm sorry. Is, is it not a big reveal when you've never heard the name before? Because this game certainly feels like it is. <laughs> when when it drops the name, it's like such an intense moment. It's a mic drop moment when the name comes up, and I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> did I? Am I supposed to know this? No, it's just another character. That's it. it it's a very weird moment. Uh, Mikuro is the ultimate soldier. Um, something like that. Everything surrounding her feels tacked on wildly unnecessary and feels like a shitty attempt to build intrigue and create plot twists, which is also just chapter five and six in a nutshell. So let's try my damnedest to explain as briefly as I possibly can what the fuck happens? First, uh, the new floor opens up, and uh, this has rooms that allude to something like sinister happening in the past. One room in particular is this very bloody classroom which, with like chalk mark bodies. It seems like something has gone down in that room, right? Uh, two problems with the bloody room. First, well, before the problems, it's a cool room. It's spooky as fuck. The two problems. On the nitpicky side of things, 
the blood is red. Now, why is that nitpicky? Because up till now, all of the blood is pink. It's neon pink. It's bright fucking pink. All of it. Which is a nice little stylistic decision, sure. Why is the bloody room red? Sean. Uh, I mean, aside from having it be more shocking than the other bloody scenes, which there are a lot of. Yes. No, that, that, that's it. That's oh, the okay. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a uh, second. Um, this bloody room, it's like intriguing. Ooh, what happened here? I, I, I'm pretty sure they just don't explain this at all. Like, they just sort of ignore it? I mean... Uh, am I wrong? Do they ever address it in the game? Like, properly? Uh, I'm... Oh my god, I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm, I'm racking all of my mental filing cabinets because I originally did the research for this episode, like, fuck, a year ago, give or take, uh, when I replayed it all the way through. Uh, Here, Sean, I'll, I'll do some Googling. I'm already doing the Googling, don't <laughs> worry. Because I'm genuinely trying to remember. All right. Uh, it looks like there might be explanations, maybe, in the other games? Yes. Um, I don't know. There's at least, like, stuff written about it in the other games, maybe. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's just not explained in this game. It, like, w one of the craziest, most intriguing things. Just don't worry about it, I guess. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not really touched on or explained until 2 and 3. That's right. Ah! Uh, I haven't played 3, I haven't played 3, so I have no idea how Oh, I'm goes. sorry. Was the 22.3 hours not enough to get around to it? And I should mention, at this point in the game... I learned about the fast-forward function in the dialogue. I th This genuinely happened during one of the streams. I spent, like, three minutes super fast-forwarding through this dialogue chain. And at the end of that three minutes of, of super fast-forwarded dialogue, they were still talking about the same thing. So, I, I, I cut down. It should have been a 30-hour game that I turned into a 22.3-hour game. But apparently, no, that those 22.3 hours, not enough. Not enough to... To, to get those answers. Well, they had to leave room for the sequels that they had planned. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, God. All right, so... It's a whole uh, universe, Remington. I hate the bloody room. Thought it was neat, and then it really wasn't. Let's get to the murder. Um, In the garden area, a masked woman is found dead. Uh, Let's see who it's going to be. They are about to check before the body explodes because there's a bomb on their corpse. Kyoko is nowhere to be found, so the main question is whether this body is Kyoko's or the mysterious 16th student Mukuro's. Uh, we end up finding Kyoko, so it can't be her body, but that doesn't stop us from arguing at length the possibility that Kyoko is like a ghost and is still the dead body in the trial. It's a big ol' waste of time that could have done without, but gotta keep that stuff in. Can't go explaining the interesting parts, god forbid. I will um, say they do they do shorten a lot of the shit in the anime because it's only thirteen episodes, but hey. Good, good. Oh god. Uh this whole trial seems very convoluted and mishandled. So, I'm gonna give you guys the basics. No one killed anyone because this corpse had was actually a body that had already been killed earlier. The body belonged to Junko, the fashionista killed in chapter one, but actually not really because it was actually Mukuro who disguised herself as Junko from the very start and then died and then got her body dredged up and got killed again. Um, then the trial ends with what I'm pretty sure is the only actual decision you can make in the whole entire game. 
There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple yes. moments where it's like make a choice, and like I remember the first time it happened in this game, I was like, holy shit, I get to actually like make a decision on something, and then I chose an option, and it was like, no, but not that choice, and I was like, oh, all right, um, and that happened a few times. So if I'm correct, this is the only relevant option that does anything. Yes, except one of the things it does is end the game. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even then, so uh, essentially, you ca- you catch Kyoko in a lie about something, and you have the option to either call her out and blame her for the murder, or allow us to get accused. If you accuse Kyoko, she dies. Um, she gets stomped out by a machine. And we get a weird bad ending where the remaining characters live happily ever after, except Toka, who died. Um, and all the guys treat Hina as a baby factory. Ah, that's a weird one. That's a that's a weird take. That I mean, it is a bad ending. <laughs> that's a weird interpretation, bud. Don't know why you, you, you wanted to include that. Uh, if we take the blame, we get sent to die. But Alter Ego, the program, it saves us, even though... It didn't save Kyoko in the alternate because luck, fuck you, I guess. And then we get we drop into a trash heap and unfortunately survive the fall. <laughs> uh, and that's chapter five. Uh, very, very, very simplified. <laughs> very simplified. Um. All right. And before we go into chapter six, John, hit us with one more joke. One more joke. Okay. Uh, Rem, uh, did you hear that they, uh, they actually tried opening up a restaurant on the moon? Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, you know, and, uh, I, uh, went there myself. Uh, it took a lot of effort, and I thought, and my, my, my review of it, uh, the food was really good, but really, eh, no atmosphere. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Oh, God. Funniest episode of the podcast yet. The fact that you have me doing these really weird one-liner jokes in between bits so that people don't automatically get depressed and send us death threats again. Sean, is... I would I would like to point out this episode of the podcast probably has the most jokes of any other that we've <laughs> So like Yes. It has seven so far. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do comedy podcasts, right? This is how yeah, it you, works. You talk about you talk about things, get angry for a bit, and then throw in a random one-liner from uh, Parade.com, which does not seem like a very reputable joke site, I'll be honest. Uh, it's just like like, like a good old like, true crime comedy podcast where it's like, and then they were brutally, their skull was bashed in in front of their seven-year-old child. Oh, man. That's a rough one. Silly sound effect. Laugh. Um Bow. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so chapter six, final chapter. Um, This, we're going to learn about who the mastermind is behind everything. Uh, So Kyoko comes down into the trash heap and saves us. Um, We return like nothing happened. Um, Kyoko is like, we're going to start a trial over again. Because we've learned that we're on a reality TV show sort of thing. Um... I don't have enough time to go into that in any more depth. Um, And Kyoko is like, we are going to restart the trial. And it's like, why would the mastermind let that happen? And Kyoko's like, well, they have to follow their own rules that they set out. Because reasons. Even though the rules have already been pretty inconsistent and not perfectly followed by the mastermind. But sure, now they have to... And they do, actually, for 
I, it's reasons. I don't know. It's a weird one. Um, there's also in this chapter, so much talk of hope versus despair, right? Uh, like it's been a, a minor theme throughout the, the game up till now, but, but now so much, all, all Kyoko talks about, like every other line is talking about hope versus despair, how hope must conquer despair. And the creators like must think that they're being like so fucking clever, just so smart about how they're handling this hope versus despair and what they have to say about hope and despair. Like, but it, it's just nothing new or interesting. And like, I would argue what they have to say about it doesn't even make much sense as we'll sort of get into in a little bit. It, it's just not great. Uh, nonetheless, we, we restart the trial, right? And this time we need to figure out who is the mastermind. Well, as I briefly talked about, uh, Mukuro disguised herself as Junko and switched with Junko. So Junko is still out there somewhere. And it turns out that Junko, the fashionista, is actually the mastermind the whole time. Now, even though this twist comes out of nowhere, somehow, Sean, around chapter three, I guessed this very weird twist. I think it, it was something along the lines of me saying, I feel like they're going to pull a shitty Agatha Christie and at the end, a character like like Junko, maybe since she was killed by the bear instead of by trial or murder, is just gonna come back to life or something like that. And she'll be in charge. And yeah, like, some of the details are wrong, but that is what happens. Look, Rem, I'm not saying that you're correct. <laughs> what I'm saying is a 13-year-old Sean may or may not have guessed the exact same thing. <laughs> See, so it's like, I'm I, I'm not saying I'm smart. Lord knows I ain't saying 13-year-old Chad is smart. This game is meant to make 13-year-olds feel like they're smart. Um, So, uh, Junko, her actual personality is that she is just so bored that she pretends to be different characters and tries on a bunch of wacky voices because she's wacky. And through the trial and these conversations, um, we it's like, what went on? And we learned that we've been in the school for years, actually. And our memory was taken away. And at one point, it's like, well, how did you wipe our memories? But only the memories of us spending years together in the school. And they're like, don't ask those questions. <laughs> like, they bring the question up only to then say, like, ah, no good answer. Which, like, fair, because it doesn't really make sense. But okay. But don't worry, even though their memories were wiped, Genocide Jack still has memories because they're a separate personality. And they just never mentioned anything because of plot convenience. Uh, that's not how that works, but that's okay. It's it, 2010. <laughs> uh, so we, we learned... writing split personalities was always wrong to begin with. It's yeah. <laughs> so we've learned about this capital T tragedy, right? Uh, you, you know, the kind of thing, it's the tragedy. Similar to how you have, like, the event, the incident. So there was some tragedy that happened that turns out was just a literal apocalypse. Um, it was a literal apocalypse handled by, oh God, it, it like there's so much going on. I could get some details wrong, but basically Junko and Mukuro took over the world with despair and now almost everybody is dead. It, it's not just them. It Literally a massive, uh, organized despair cult, essentially. 
yeah. global power. Yeah. And it's like, and Junko hey. happens to be, like, one of the, like, the leaders in this small section. And they're like, hey, Junko, um. Uh, Junko, by the way. I don't give a shit. Uh, hey, Junko, <laughs> uh, but why, though? Why would you guys do all of this terrible stuff? And then, even further, why would we play this game? And Junko's like, despair, lol. That's not hyperbole, Sean. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. Why, why'd you do all these things? Man, ain't despair neat? That's it. I mean... Are you satisfied? Yeah. Doesn't that wrap everything up? Oh, man. What a great motivation. All right, well, if you wanted despair, well, then... Why did you go through this obnoxious process? Especially because through talking about it, you do also mention that death is a form of abolishing hope, which is a form of despair, I guess. So killing them yourself would also be a form to abolish hope and create despair. But you did reality TV so that a handful of the survivors in the world would watch and maybe feel despair then maybe um i don't know dude junko is a terrible character with god-awful motivations and i hate it guess who's everybody's favorite uh second favorite character it's like oh look it's wacky it's cosplay fodder you got all these different personalities and just because they're bored and zany hey all right um in the trial we we learn all of this stuff right and at the end Junko's like, hey, you can stay here and live happily forever, or you can go out into the hellhole out there and die. Um, it, it, it's up to you. Uh, if even one person votes for despair, then Makoto's gonna die, because he's the protagonist. And you, you just... It, it, there's some really stupid gameplay where instead of... You use truth bullets to shoot the word hope, at everybody's ellipses because they're hesitant until you'd say hope and then they're like yeah <laughs> i'm feeling it now <laughs> i'm fucking ready for this shit um and then they all d vote off junko um and she loves it they 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 kill her off she's having a great time because she's wacky and she loves despair despite her idea of despair being boredom and so actually she's not really feeling despair because she's just a, a masochist and she's feeling enjoyment but don't think about it um and so they're free to go uh, able to go into a broken world uh however a little post credit scene shows us that that monokuma who is controlled by junko this whole time is still alive and thus someone else must be in the school controlling them or something it's what I said earlier, uh, that it's a big organization and not just Junko. But the control room is in the school, so, like, some someone else is in the school control yeah, yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but someone someone said that that is never explained. Uh, oh, it's not. Oh, not okay! Really. Unless oh, it's explained cool. in the third game, I have no idea, because I stopped after game two, so... But there we have it, folks. There we fucking have it. That... So, summarizes my experience with 22.3 hours of Danganronpa that I had to fast forward through a lot of. And I know some, some of you guys are going to be like, oh, you fast forward, you missed all of the delicate nuance. 
You see, there's a lot of depth. If you would have done the free time sections. Oh, and then it, the school mode. Oh, the school mode's really where the game comes to life. Like, oh, fuck. Uh, no. Nope. Nope. I gave you 22.3 hours. I gave you almost a whole day of my existence on this pale blue dot. Uh, no, Rem. You're actually a little wrong about that. You just gave, uh... 24.7, uh, 23.7 hours, uh, because we've just been talking about it for an hour and 30 minutes. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost to that full 24-hour mark. There we are. There we are, folks. Uh, get, getting an early Halloween spook, this time with the existential horror of, of Danganronpa. Can't wait Man, for next it's week. Almost, it's almost like we, uh, we planned it that way. Oh, all right, all right. Those are my thoughts. I'm, I'm dead. I'm fried. What? Ask, ask your... me whatever pesky questions you have left, Sean. I'm a, I'm okay. a, I'm a, I'm okay. a dead man walking. All right. Uh, Rem, so there's not really mal for uh, games. No, uh, but it's probably rated so, like 8 point some odd craziness in the gaming yeah, so, community. Uh, and I thought I'd get a couple different sites, and I first went to Steam, and that's mostly joke joke reviews. Yeah. As you, know, as, as you do. Uh, so those are not helpful. So instead, I went to the other uh, one, which is Metacritic. And... Yes, we all have problems with Metacritic, but it is basically the mal equivalent for games. So, if you had to guess, what do you think Danganronpa has uh, for its uh, score out of a hundred for its uh, meta score by critics, and uh, out of ten based on its user score? All right, it's at least going to be eighty, um, which I hate. Um, I think are are th are these mostly reviews at the time? Or is it spread throughout, like, just... Uh, most of these are reviews from the re-release in 2016. Okay, okay. In that case, Like, the I PC think, release specifically. Okay, I think it's gonna be, like, fucking 86, dude. And I'm gonna 86. lose my mind. <laughs> and what do you think the user score would be? Oh, hey, okay, I think the critic score... I think, the, I think the user score will be 86. I think the critic score will be just solid 80. Okay. I don't, have, well, I don't have faith in either category. Okay, well, the user score, uh, which is out of 10, and is based uh, on Metacritic out of 254 ratings, because, spoiler alert, most of the people who reviewed and played this game originally, uh, I don't think there was a Metacritic page for it. Um, so, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit, you know, smaller than you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, the user score for the PC release of Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc, users gave it 8.6. I fucking nailed it! Yeah! <laughs> I yep. can fucking tell, and it's infinitely way too fucking high. You're you're all out of your fucking mind. Yep, 38 people gave it a positive review, 8 people gave it a mixed review, and only 4 gave it a negative review. You are out of your fucking gourd, dude. What the fuck? And it doesn't help that the negative reviews are really bad. Like, I, like it's okay to not like things, right? But you got to also be able to uh you, you have you have to spend an hour and a half dissecting it in detail and everything you dislike about it clearly that's the only way to disagree no with no something. no i mean they should actually write properly <laughs> uh cuz there's one person who gave it a 0 uh and they say this game sucks so much i created an account just so i can vent on it i would uh, give this game a two and a half okay that's what most of the negative reviews are so uh, and a lot of them are misspelled, uh, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, a lot of the positive reviews on the user side of things, uh, they are in a different language. What the fuck? Japanese, presumably. No, 
No? I, I don't... I think this is Spanish? I don't know. Uh, I don't... I'm not great at dissecting languages that aren't obviously uh, Japanese. Uh, But one of the top reviews in the user section gave it a 10 out of 10 and says it's the visual novel of the decade, which is just blatantly wrong. No, and I want want to address this. Probably should have addressed this earlier. My problem isn't with visual novels. I've played visual novels before that I've quite enjoyed. Like, it's a genre I can get myself into, all right? Like... And I have some really good ones that I'm going to show you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person, like... Visual novels and walking simulators, stuff like that, that's often railed against, like, oh, are these even games? It's like, I can enjoy stuff like this. Yeah. So my problem isn't with the genre. My problem is with this game. Yeah. But the meta score, or the one done by critics, and there's only 10 critics that have touched the PC release for this game, uh, is a whopping 82. uh, I I I was close, but it's just so, 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 it's too high. (laughs) It's too high, Rem. It's too high. It's too high. Are you going to be okay, Rem? I don't know, man. I don't know. Let, 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 yeah, let... and not a single one of the critic reviews was negative. All right, all right. Well, we, 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 we've we overstayed our welcome, Sean. If I jump to the 2014 uh, PSP Vita release, uh, it's sitting at an 80. User score is an 8.7, though. Fuck and there is one negative review from a critic. Oh, oh, baby. I refuse to believe that I am the only one on this godforsaken earth who has identified these issues. Oh no, you're not, you're not. It's just the positive feedback from the Danganronpa community is so goddamn high that it drowns out most of the negativity. Uh, but yeah, he, on of the critics, one person gave it a 45. That's the one bad review on the PS Vita release. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's too high for you, is it? Yeah! It was, I cannot emphasize how much of a slog this game was to get through. Even with skipping so much of the dialogue and having to fast forward, like, I I saw one comment. I saw this comment. Someone said, sure, the, I I don't remember where I saw it, probably on like Reddit or something. Um, But it was like, sure, the dialogue is repetitive, but that's okay because you can just skip through it if you want. And it's like, does that make it okay? Like, if, if, if in the next Marvel movie, right, or next Iron Man movie, there's a great Iron Man movie, say, and, and you got Tony Stark, and just halfway through the movie, you just have a 12-minute scene of, of Tony Stark sitting on the toilet, taking a dump, just scrolling through his phone, and nothing happens in the scene. That's just the whole scene, right? And then it goes back to a, a great old action sequence. Like, you could say, well, that, I mean, you can just skip that scene, Sure, but why was it there? <laughs> I don't know, Rem. I feel like watching Tony Stark take a dump <laughs> is a great way for me to really feel like I have a lot in common. It's a very with, relatable uh, moment. Yeah, because the amount of times I've had to like just quietly sit in the bathroom at work just to not deal with shit. It, <sighs> pun fully intended, by the way. It, it just, it may... <sighs> It, it, it would be the most cathartic thing that could happen to Tony Stark, aside from him dying. Uh, oh, spoilers for Endgame, by the way. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's been years. They're fine. <laughs> but, Rem, that's Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. And I won't ask if you want to play the game again sometimes, Remington. Uh, not for this one, because the real question that we need to ask, is there any chance, Rem, you would like to try the sequel? No. No! Let me play a different game. I wanted to play 
Doki Doki Literature Club. That's what I was hoping would win. I, Cause I know it's like subversive or something. Maybe I, maybe that's something I would like more. I don't know what's up about it. I've been told not to learn anything about it, but that that's where my vote goes for the next game we cover. Yeah, no, and it almost happened, but the patrons voted, Rem. You have them to thank for this. <sighs> I also wanted to do Doki Doki Literature Club, because, one, at most, it's only four hours long. No. And that's if you take the time to read everything. Oh, that's so much better. So much better. Oh, God, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yep, we'll have to see. But until then... Oh, wait, Sean! What? I've just realized something. What'd you realize? Here, Dylan, you can back edit this into before... Sean does the... Outro? <laughs> yeah. Sean, I've realized something. What'd you realize? Danganronpa isn't a terrible game. It, it is, it, it's a masterpiece of psychology, Sean. Uh-oh. Okay. Because... I'll bite. Why? The whole point is to feel claustrophobic, to get that sense of, of despair, only to meet you with, with hope. And then, during my last stream of the game, when I knew it was the last stream... When I was doing that final trial, I was filled with despair, Sean. Nothing but despair, but there still remained that tiniest bit of hope because I knew I was almost done with this game. And even now, I know that I am almost done with Danganronpa. Almost finished with it entirely, showing, Sean, that hope does truly beat despair. Now, what do you really think, Remington? It fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just, uh, Dylan, put that, like, back right before the, the bit. All right, now, the properly. Thank you. Uh, yeah. thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy Rem losing his goddamn mind for probably well over two hours at this point, I don't know what kind of editing magic Dylan has done, but if this is under two hours, like we said previously, ah, uh, it's gonna be a fucking miracle because we're pushing the two-hour mark in the part two. So good fucking luck with that. But if you enjoyed that, you should head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. It means the world to us, and we do read every single one. And if you'd like to support us more directly, you can head on over to uh, twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where Remington will be playing anime games on occasion, and hopefully ones that he enjoys. But if that is not enough for you then you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to uh, have your name read aloud live on the podcast. And if all of that is too much to remember, we do now own animeoutofcontext.com. So if you want to go there, you can find all of that stuff there as well. But with that, Remington, who are we thanking this week? Well, as always, I would like to send our regards to our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our yon as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But then we reach our yonder yonderay waifus, who plunge us into despair. Of course, we would like to send our regards to our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yonderay waifus, who are playing their own little murder mystery battle royale at our expense to fill us with all sorts of lovely, lovely despair. And on that list, we have Xanax, Yandere Neko, Walk Me Home Gently, VTubers Ruin My YouTube Algorithm, Vaini Jordan, Sundere Dragon, Totally God. Uh, this isn't a bit, Sean. I really do want you to show me Jinro the Wolf Brigade. Sticky Jelly, Spark Project requests more vitamin D. We all do. Sorry, Mother. Slappity Bappity Cappity Lappity Dappity Rappity Zappity. Silent Secondary. Sean wants to know if you got any of that time I was reincarnated in Slime Volume 2 White Swords cards. Uh, Sammy Pritchard. Salty Pretzel. Sequoia Faye. Remington Merrill. Remy failed the name pronunciation test. Ready to be isekai'd. 
Oh no, okay. Ready to over condensing info makes it useless. I tried to play the storytelling game Rem gave me in episode 174. Tell HP in one minute. Sorry, I gave you a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could I could better read this one at least, so I'll take it. Um, no waifu, no waifu. Navi, my favorite slice of life Jose manga is now an anime this fall. Senpai ga uzai kuhai no hanashi. Uh, Mike the Mutilator. Mayoi Hachikuji is best girl. Matthew Drum says Rem's a bitch. Makashop 92. Luke Offenberger. Lonely Geek 23. Leo Nottage. Kazumaraka. Kazumaraka. Uh, Joshua Depagnier. Uh, Joey Wheeler, hey, Yulks, welcome to Femboy Hooters. <laughs> Jack, oh, if, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. Ichigo Simp 015, I, Remington Chase, declare my love for Seto Kaiba and his big, huge briefcase. I, Remington, enjoy Moe Lolly Girls. Uh, I believe oh. in Death Taiga Isaac Supremacy. I, aha, uh -huh, you thought this was another Green Day repeat, but it was me, Dio. Uh, Hunter Davies, Hebrew time, taggedly, oh, fuck, I, oh, no, Hebrew. From the real big Tony Doki Doki Sean is my husbando. Oh, fuck me. Uh, good job, says Misaka. Glad Michael Dolan. Ghost of character ASMR has ruined my life. Gate Duck. Fuck of love, Fox and Boy. Fern the Dude Man. Farmer Weeb wants to join the wheeler. Hey, Oogs, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Uh, Fallen Ghoul. Dylan Hedden. Uh, Dramatic T. Hi, April Fools is right around the corner. Data type. Dark Swarm 713. Danamori Beto. Daddy, Daddy, Rem Daddy, Destroyer of Weaves. Uh, Shy 900, Christian Moss, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House, Broke Bitch, Brock Hard for Geodudes, Adam Gorley, Ariel Bird, Anime Aunt, oh lord, I just turned 26, someone send help. Uh, getting up there, basically ancient. Uh, that's uh, a little too real for me, actually. Hey, uh. <laughs> Andrew Rowkey, Elise Howard, Alpha Weep, AJ Honey, Adam McLaughlin, warning, oh, and Adam McLaughlin, thank you all so, so, so much. Good God, there's so many of you. Um... We, we really appreciate it. Well, maybe one day we figure out a solution so that we can cut it a little bit shorter. We'll see. Um, or it'll just last forever, forever. We'll see. Uh -huh. Yep. Uh, moving on, we reach our boy wizards. And on this one, I am going to give the order that different Harry Potter characters would die if they were put in a Danganronpa type setting. My Christ, it's impressive. We've gone into like fifth dimension barrels. <laughs> um, so, uh, warning, you've reached the bottom of the barrel. Um, you are the first one to die, which is um, Ron Weasley, because uh, he's <laughs> a ginger and he deserves it. Um, hey, hold Sean, on. <laughs> Sean, I have to admit, I watch Boku no Pico in my free time and I love it. Uh, Luna Lovegood would be next, and so that's yours. Oh, God, no. She doesn't stand I, a chance. I love Luna, though. Uh, everyone does? Doesn't stand a fucking chance. We all know this. We all know this. You can't deny it. Uh, I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Shani Kusushitai. Um, for this, you are going to get, um, Cedric Diggory. He, he, he's actually alive, but then he's dead. Tragic. Um, Pocket Gamer 513. You are going to get, uh, Parvati Patil. How'd she survive this long? Um, <laughs> P.I. Mare, you are going to get, um, oh, uh, uh, what was, what's Draco's goon's name? Crab and Goyle? Y yeah, Crab. Um, Crab. He, he, he's gonna die. 
Uh, and so that's yours. Pilks are the Simpho gear advocate. actually die, or was it Goyle that died? I One of them died. I don't know, but Pilkster's getting Goyle, um, but a tragic suicide after Crab, because he can't live on without him. Uh, oh Mizrar, <laughs> then after that, uh, Harry Potter dies. Um, Does he come back this time? Nope, nope. This, this is, ha- this do- does him in, unfortunately. It, Par- it's, Parma. it's the shocking one, yeah. MT the Poet, uh, Dobby dies next. Um, well, you got to keep some things. The they same, you know? just sort of forgot he was around. And then as soon as they noticed, uh, he's a fucking goner, dude. Uh, MT the po- Wait, was this? Did I do MT the Poet? I fucking can't remember, man. MT the Poet. <laughs> Maybe I already did it. Who knows? Uh, you get um, Neville Longbottom. Neville Longbottom. Uh, good, good job lasting this long, Neville. Uh, you, you did pretty good. Momo the Griff. Uh, ne- next up is going to be Ginny Weasley. Um, tenacious, but didn't stand a chance in the long run. Uh, see, see comments about red hair slash Sean. Um, Miguel Delion, you are going to get, um, Dudley Dursley. What the fuck is he doing here? Uh, how'd he last so long? Um, I mean, you uh, could ask the same question of Niagi, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Lord Flexinor, uh, moaning Myrtle. They finally figured out a way to kill her, even though she's uh, a ghost. Now uh, she's a ghost of a ghost. It's yeah, very complex. There, there's layers to, to this shit now. Uh, KSOTW2, the lazy GM's companion. I'm lazy and it's too long since I ran an RPG. D&D isn't my fave, but it's stupidly popular. Have fun. All right, a nice little recommendation there. Um, and and with that recommendation, uh, the, the one who's going to die next is uh, Draco Malfoy. Um, uh, about about, about time. time. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Justin Kessinger. Um, Hagrid. Hagrid, big boy Hagrid, no, taken down no, towards the end. Not Hagrid. I live in Ogden. Yes, that one. Uh, you are going to get um, Snape, our I mean, edgy boy. Um, that's fair. I'll be honest. Run, ran out of students proper quick. At least ones that I fucking know. Uh, <laughs> and you don't have a list up this time. You're just going off the top of the dome. I should have. Uh, let me. I should pull up a list. Why didn't I pull up? Why a list? didn't you think of that? Uh, I thought you were just challenging yourself. I call Bone Drew Daddy. You get Cho Chang. Uh, oh, but, yeah, I forgot about Cho Chang, too. Very frankly. smart, but she's a goner now. Um, Hinacha is a ball of sunshine. You are going to get uh, Hermione, Hermione Granger. Uh, she's down, running out of contenders. Who's going to be the top spot? Uh, Je- oh, fuck. Oh, no, not this one. Gen 2 plus 3 S tier. Cow Milf, Badoom, Fladoof, Belladoof, Bidzor, Bidrachi, Abdoof, Water Eel Milf. Oh, fuck. Blazadoof, oh, Bidvoir, the Lord. Um, the, they're, they're going for my S tier rankings of Pokemon and Badoofifying them, which, you know, doing the Lord's work, frankly. Um, how, how you, fuckable did you make Badoof? Uh, probably not fuckable enough, frankly. You are yeah. going to get Badoof. Uh, they were in the school the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrique Perez Torres, you are going to get Seamus Finnegan. Good old Seamus Finnegan. He lasted this long by being forgotten about as well. Um, dedicated sadist, you are going to get um, one of those screaming plants. A mandrake? <laughs> You're getting a mandrake. Uh, Enrique. Uh, dedicated you claim sadist. Harry Potter is your favorite anime, yet you seem to be lacking so much on the knowledge. <laughs> dedicated sadist. Um, after, that, after the mandrake, they just broke uh, a Nimbus. So... They just broke a broomstick. That counts as murder. Dallas <laughs> leaving sanity. They they killed um 
after that, they they killed all the entire story of the cursed child. Um, Beta. After that, they killed uh, Sophie Roper. I don't know. <laughs> it's a character. It is, is a it? character. I I genuinely don't it remember. It is no. I don't. I. It's one of those where I think just their name was mentioned once. Uh, Beethoven, like one, two, oh, one. You are going to get uh, Dumbledore, but like young, sexy Dumbledore. Um, and Aaron, the Hot Wheel movies are my favorite anime, Hegland. You get the winner of this battle royale. And the winner, it can be no other than McGonagall. She kicks everyone else's ass. I mean, that's completely fair. All right, now we move on to the top tier. Chef Vanille Musco, Corey in the house. On the on this tier, um, y'all are y'all are just gonna get a nice shitty one-liner. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Zachary Shirley is open all eight inner gates and seven heavenly breaths unless there's a revisit high queue. The one-liner I would use to describe you, uh, on on a deep fundamental level level is if you're ever attacked by a mob of clowns, go for the juggler. Yep. Instead, of, instead of the jugular, you see. You uh, yeah, see, it makes it funnier when you explain it, Rem. Um, I'll explain all of them. Silicon Spectre. Oh, no. Um, Silicon Spectre, the, what describes you is, the last thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still on the list. Uh, so so it's still something that I want to do. It's just the last thing, you see. Um, Pope of the Church of Remington Chase. The, the, the one-liner that describes your personality is... Um, Communist jokes aren't funny unless everyone gets them. See the joke there, like communism, everyone gets it. Communal, spread, spread, spread it all. All right, just a traveler. This joke is Putin approved. Anyway, just a traveler. Uh, how do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. Uh, so boil the hell out of your sinful tendencies, just a traveler. We're watching you. And last but not least, my dear old mom. Um, you're you're gonna get. Uh, we'll go to the very bottom of the list. I'm just using the literal same list that Sean did. Um, the literal last one, which is, have you heard about the new restaurant called Karma? There's no menu. You get what you deserve. <laughs> um, and, and my dear old mother deserves great things. All right, there we go. Uh, contact us, uh, uh Twitter at AnimeConPod. Uh, email animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> You're so drained. We are two hours into this recording alone, not including part one. It's gonna be a big one. Uh, but with that, thank you all so much for sticking with us. We love you all very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Hey, you looks like molesting the little meatball. We also need to meet Leon, who's the ultimate baseball player, who's turned into Joe Rogan, right? Wait, would you like to give Leon a blowjob? Okay. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not smart. We are back after forcing Remington to fuck them off and-